Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world level. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm thrilled you are joining me across the airwaves today. So people, how are you feeling out there? It has just been intense, right? (laughs) Oh, wow. So for those of you who've been listening this season, you know, I have been teasing all season that I am bringing on a fantastic channeler to share what she does and a nice message with you all. And today she is here. I'm so excited. So before I go any further, let me introduce to you from California, Grace Kavanaugh. Welcome, Grace, to You Lost Me at Namaste. Hi. So glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I have so many wonderful and exciting things I could say about you from being a mentor and all the other things that you do, but really it was the channeling that really got my attention. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I have had a chance to speak a couple of times, obviously before this show, you're referred to me by another one of our guests. And I really just think what you do is so valuable, so interesting. And it was something that I really didn't know anything about, to be honest, other um, than I'm a huge uh, uh, follower and believer, um, I shouldn't even say believer, but I love Abraham Hicks, you know, and Esther Hicks, uh, yeah. which we I might talk about a little bit later. But for now, would you just kind of tell us a little bit about what you do and then mm-hmm. share your story? Like, I always think it's interesting. What led you to this? How you found this calling? Mm, okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, found the calling is right because I, um, I didn't set out with the intention that I would be a channeler. And, um, I knew about channeling since the eighties when I was, you know, in my teenage years growing up and, um, because my mom, uh, found it herself and she was very much into like the self awareness, self healing, um, spiritual side of life. And, I remember in the 80s, a um, book by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life on My Coffee Table in the Living Room. And somehow it all just was in my home on some level. And, um, but I didn't necessarily, my first experience with channeling was that my mother actually in those years invited um, a channeler to our home and we had some people gather um, and it was pretty it was pretty interesting at the time. And I'm only like 16 years old sitting wow. in a group of adults. And this woman was going through our town in Oregon and my mom got some wind of it and she came. And so I remember having a question at that time too. And um, it was just very interesting. And, and I left it there, you know, but my mother kind of pursued it. So when I say that I'm a second generation channeler, it's because my mother went after it herself in being intrigued enough to try to understand if that was something she could do. And so she did learn how to do that. First, it came through automatic writing for her. And, um, you know, I was very close to my mother. We were only 18 years apart. She had me when she was 18. So I was, we were more like sisters in many ways. And so I um, watched her progress and her life. And, but at 18 years old, I moved back to Southern California because I had grown up here and, And I started on my journey of life, obviously. And, but I had at that time is I really, um, 
after for, because of leaving home, I really went into my own self-healing, my own looking at my childhood, my own, um, you know, spiritual journey, honestly, because I've been raised by my mother. So I was on my own spiritual journey in the late eighties, early nineties in Southern California. And it was pretty, you know, there, it was there. And so my journey took all those regular kinds of twists and turns about decisions about my life and what to do, different schools, different things. I became an actor. I went to um, LA. I became a commercial actor. And then, um, and I made a pretty good living for a number of years, but I was also very deeply into my spiritual and healing path. And it was, it was like a huge part of my life. And so that's an, a whole topic of, of conversation, really. And then um, I hit a couple of really intense, like depression moments in my life and things like that. I got um, married. I had my two children. And then in my middle, mid thirties, my, my, um, my father suddenly was killed and I had this radical, shocking spiritual awakening and it was unplanned. It was not foreseen. It was radical in the way of, I was altered in some way. And what happened is the what I describe it to be is like the shock of that death first parent death in that way um, really opened me up and changed my consciousness. And I had always been a child who I had visions. I had dreams. I was um, guided and taken since three years old to be with angels and talk to them. And I, the funny thing is, is that I used to see light in everything, literally like electrons bouncing off each other. That's how I saw. And eventually I even asked my mom what was wrong with my eyes. And she took me to the eye doctor because no one else was seeing these vibrational light codes, like these little dots of light in everything. And that's how I saw my whole life. And so there was this tactile different life experience as a child, including feeling like I saw people and beings that were not there. And when I was five years old, I was standing on a street corner in Carlsbad, California, and I literally had a complete and all a complete knowing and remembering. And I remembered this from five years old, like something in me at that point even had a spiritual awakening because in that moment, five years old, standing on that corner, looking at the sky, all of a sudden, like I heard and felt that I had been here so many times before, like, oh, 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 I'm here again. I'm here again. We're on this planet again. We're here with a mission. Like, and those, for those years from three to five, I was being taught, if you will, by these angels that would be constantly showing me my life path. Now, some of that was not known to me during my childhood, but it was there in me. And then later, all of these memories of my life and my childhood and my psychic abilities and my clairvoyance and my clairaudience and this, the way that I saw in the world was it all flooded back to me at different points. And from this point on, from my when my father was killed, so it all kind of so you had a period. Back. Did you have a period of time then where you had kind of forgotten that you had this or your senses were kind of dulled and then they I, came back? Is that what happened? Well, as a kid, as a, as a kid, I grew up in a kind of chaotic, not so great environment in some, in some ways. 
in an alcoholic home, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we Very all heard it, yeah. right? <laughs> but <clears throat> um, I knew that I was experiencing things differently because when I would mention things to my friends, they would laugh at me and they would make, they, they thought I was making things up. And so I learned kind of quickly to turn it down and not acknowledge what I saw or oh. felt. And around 10, I really shut it off. Like I shut it off. And so I would say between like 10 and, you know, 19, when I really started to plug back into healing and working through things, um, I was sort of that, you know, acting out kid from like that age right. on. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so that rebel in me was a fierce, independent being who actually was there the whole time in my childhood, too. I was taking care of myself. I was very independent. I was, you know, so all of these things converged to create that soul's journey that I'm on that then became really revealed to me when my father was killed. And so it took a number of years though, like that was in 2005. And then, okay. and then I am, um, and then three months later, my husband and I split up and I was now a single mom and I had to do more. And I went to hypnotherapy school for a year and I became a hypnotherapist because even though I was working in commercials still and doing auditions, it was really difficult. I couldn't do it. Meaning I wanted to have, um, an income that was not depending upon that, that crazy way of living. And um, not to say it's crazy, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah, a little bit more stable. Yeah. Predictable. And I, want, and I wanted to be able to do that while my kids were in school and then just be there for them full time. Cause I was not, I did not um, take my kids to daycare and things like that. I was a full on stay at home mom all those years. So I did that. And I went to hypnotherapy school, which in and of itself changed and accelerated this huge amplification of all my gifts. Like this, the subconscious mind as a hypnotherapist, that subconscious mind work really opened the door to my own peeling back the layers that could have been in the way for this greater thing to be coming and happening to me and with me. <laughs> right. And so um, hypnotherapy school was wonderful for me just in my own experience. And <clears throat> I have many things I could say about during that time, because I also became a past life regression therapist. And when I had my own first past life regression, it was such a visceral, real experience in, in that state that it also made me understand these things that I was having, because I was having a lot of visions, visionary states that would literally materialize things visually and in in front of me in day or night, that was like an overlay, like a hologram. And I couldn't understand that. I couldn't um, reconcile that for a long time, that I was actually having visionary states. And I wasn't a person who drank or did drugs. I was didn't do any of that stuff. So I knew that when these experiences were happening to me, with me, <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. I, um, I didn't I knew I wasn't like having a psychotic break. I wasn't going crazy, but there was something spiritually happening. I was, I knew enough to know because of my journey and all the books I read and all the work that I've done that I had healed enough that some things were happening with me that were leading me forward on my own spiritual journey. And so when those things like visionary states would happen, I would, I would take it for that, but it also was an unnerving to my system. So I learned to, uh, 
I had a lot of anxiety during this time. It was I'm sure. Very, yeah. yeah, it was very, very stressful. I also had a, um, and a very profound um, encounter with my dad after he passed and it, and it, it truly is a story to be told, but it's, it's um, it was something that affirmed and showed me that I was on the right path and he came and, and there was just this profound experience that I had with him that then kind of crystallized that I was evolving in my own consciousness. That you're on the right path. Now yeah. is, was in that situation with your dad, is it something that you called upon him for, or is it something that came to you out of the blue? It came to me out of the blue and it was almost like a near death experience actually. And, but I've had, uh, I've had a, two near death experiences and a very extreme and extraordinary out of body experience that I wouldn't even call an out of body experience. I actually call it like a near death, but it's more like near life experience because, because I, I, it, it was just, it was profound. It was like going through the Bardo and if Tibetan in Tibetan, yeah, you, you go through the Bardo and then I was in space and it was definitely nothing that I had called in from him or anything or anyone. It happened. And that was even more why it was so mm-hmm. profound. And, um, um, I'm just, I'm just going to stop here for a quick second because we're, you know, the show really is, we keep it like a real world, like kind of one, one <laughs> level. Yes. And, and this, I know for some people might be like really out there or mm. also like just so exciting. Like, wait, what past life? Wait, what do you mean? Near death? What do you mean? Uh-huh. So we're, I'm going to put links in the show notes for any of you out there who are listening, who just want to know more about this, who aren't sure what we're talking about. There'll be links in the show notes to some things you can read to know more about this. Um, there's also a great book out there called journey of the souls. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend that to anybody who's interested just kind of in this past life regression and how hypnotherapy um, can work in different ways when we're talking about this kind of past life and, yeah, uh, um, yeah. this like um, near death experiences where you actually kind of leave your body or near life experiences, you said, mm-hmm. um, you know, thousands and thousands of cases of people having the exact same yeah. experiences. Like this is real people. <laughs> yeah. It's real. Yeah. If you and haven't had it for I, yourself. It's hard to understand but it's really, truly amazing. Um, but it can be confusing. It can be scary. The first time it happened to me, it was a little bit, wasn't scary. It was just unbelievable almost. And then I, I had another one and I was able to look up exactly the information that I'd gotten from this. It was like who I was in a past life and the dates Mm -hmm. and the names and everything and looked it up and it was real. And it was a really long time ago. There's no way I would have, it was nothing famous, nothing like that. It was like actual real. And it was like, wow. So, um, I just want to stop there for a minute and just let people know that like, hang in there yeah. with us. This is such great information. And if this is resonating with you, reach out to us at the end of the show, um, send us either a message and we'll, we'll help you on the right, on the right track. So there's another okay. really great book, which is um, many lives, many masters by, um, Brian L Weiss. And that was one of the ones in the late eighties that I read, but I had no, I read it and I had no idea that like, almost 20 years later, I would become a hypnotherapist. Many lives, many masters. Yeah. Yeah, We'll put a link, I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have this experience with your dad. He comes to you. You feel like you're really on the right track. Everything is kind of opening up. You're feeling like the validity of this. And I, and I was not telling anybody about it. And I was just hoping, feeling the feelings of, 
uh, I kind of feel like I could be going crazy, but I know I'm not going crazy. And there's a lot more happening than just those. It, those were marker moments. I was psychically feeling people when I would walk down the street and in the grocery store. And it caused me to have a lot of anxiety. It caused me to feel like um, it was just very, very intense to my. To Overwhelming, my I'm sure. Yeah. And so yeah. what happened is I learned I had to figure out ways to cope tools. Right. <clears throat> so I, I started to practice meditation. And so in meditating, I would calm my nervous system down and it was helpful and it grounded me. And I felt like I was being, um, you know, guided to insights interiorly inside myself and insights that would, you know, support me and help me little phrases, even uh, affirmations. I've been working with affirmations, like I said, since I was 16 years old. So because my mom had Louise Hay's book on the coffee table, you know, which is really ahead of our, like we're Gen X, you and I are the same age. We've talked about this and, Mm -hmm. you know, Gen X is like, we're pretty good. Like we're children of the hippies to some degree, you know, and you and I kind of fall in between actually, because our parents are so crazy young. My mom was 19. Um, but these, these Gen Z's and the younger millennials, wow, they're so awake to so much of this stuff, but in the eighties and early nineties to have Louise Hay on your coffee table was not the norm. People were not talking about it the way we're talking about it right now. Yeah, they were It definitely everywhere I would go. It would be, but the parents were a little more, yeah, seventies still in the different. Yeah. So we were like, I was different. It was different. I was in a small town in Oregon and it was what it was, but now here I was, and I knew to call on all the tools that I had gained. Cause remember, I'm like almost, I'm 37, 38 years old at that point, And I'm, I'm going through it and I'm raising two daughters and I needed to make sure that I did that. Well, <laughs> my intention for being a mother and a good mother and a present mother was always a huge aim and part of my life. So using all the tools I could in order to handle all the things that I was handling and this huge spiritual awakening was required. So I, the meditation really helped, but this, cause I know we're in a time crunch here on some level to have a conversation about all the things is that I, I learned to meditate and the meditation over a number of months, I would say by the, by about the third ish month of consistent meditating, I started to have a, an awareness that there was, I mean, it was, it was always there, but I started to be willing to open up to what the feeling was in the room, which was that I was in some ways I wasn't alone. And, yeah. you know, that happened to be this connection to guides and I knew guides. I mean, I prayed, I was in, I have so much diverse ways throughout my life that this has congealed and created this path for me because I was not afraid of these things. And I was not, I was not raised in hardcore religion that made me um, judge it or think it's bad, etc. So I had it my own wide open road with it to explore and to feel and to choose how and what I wanted in that process. And so when I became aware of these guides, I, you know, I was aware enough to know, to ask if, you know, to really feel if these were benevolent beings yeah. and they were there in the room with me. And eventually I started to like, let that be okay. And then over a little bit more time and meditations in the morning, I would be 
sort of sitting there and there was one, one very particular day and it was just like, they kept knocking. They each time, I don't know, I say knocking, they were, um, I literally would feel my shoulder kind of twitch and I would feel this sort of push, not scary, but just this nudge, nudge, <laughs> they kept nudging me. And the nudging was there for probably a week and a half or longer, maybe two weeks or something. And then one day <laughs> I heard the voice because I am actually, which I was learning to accept and allow at that time, I am actually clairvoyant, which is seeing and clairaudient, which is hearing and clairsentient, which is feeling. I, we are all very much able to be tapped into this and we call that our intuition. I was always highly intuitive, but that's what we called it. But really I was actually very psychic, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, right. and I can feel and know these things. And so when they pushed in and they said this one day, particularly, it was like, we want to speak. I'm like, I literally <laughs> said into the room where there was no one <laughs> except for the cats. Um, well, what does that mean? And then the, the, the voice in, in a way said, we want to speak through you. And I knew of course what that meant because my mother had been doing that 15 years earlier. And so, and of course I knew Abraham Hicks. Are you kidding? I mean, I knew Abraham, of Abraham Hicks back when they were just putting out the cassette tapes. <laughs> right. When she was with Jerry but, and it was all new yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 20 they years were, ago probably. Uh, yeah. That was that was at least 30 years ago now. Yep. Maybe, no, that's even longer now. So it's it that was at the beginning. And I knew of that, but it wasn't a thing that I thought about, like, oh, that's something I aspire to. Right, exactly. <laughs> not, not by any stretch. And so, um, you know, that took a while. And I'm just going to kind of quickly share how it went. I I began to allow the process to begin. I began to allow it to begin. And so what that meant is I had to literally, and I joke when I would teach workshops is I would say, oh, I would say to them out loud, speaking to no one in the room, <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, you, you want me to just like open my mouth and you're going to like talk? I like, in a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and no, that's not how it went. It took me, I was a reluctant channeler. And from what I understand today, it seems as if there are, so many channelers out there, but I was a person who needed a steep curve in um, authenticity. I was very, um, <clears throat> I would, I did not want to put myself, throw myself under the bus of scrutiny in regards yeah. to whether or not I was authentic and true. And, you know, I just had this, well, it actually comes from past lives. Um, what I found out later is that I really have been a clairvoyant, like a seer, multiple, like 12 very particular lifetimes that made me come into this lifetime to be able to hold that much energy that I now channel. So what happened is I, for a good three years, I eventually started practicing and playing with it. And a couple of people came in and started helping me really hold the energy. We practice every uh, week for a month, for, um, for a year, every week for a year. And, and so you found mentors or other people who do this, who could kind of help guide you. Oh, that was the thing. I was uh, always on my own path and I did not um, know anybody who was doing this the way that I was doing it. I didn't, I couldn't, didn't find them. Um, and I also am a rebel in that way. I am a 
path carver of my own. So, so who I did you bring to, in to help you then? Well, Osiris, their name is Osiris. That's the group. And ah, Osiris, I see. Uh, I see. Okay. I thought you meant actual physical people. No, no, here. no, 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 no. I do mean people. Okay. They brought to me, they said there will be two people, a male and a female. And eventually those two people showed up in my life. And then the circumstances lined up for us to say, um, you know, they said, basically they said, we'll volunteer. We'll be your two friends who will sit in the room with you while you learn to channel. And that was not a pretty process. And I'm just going to tell you the truth. Like it was not <laughs> what you hear today. And it is not what you see like when on videos or in person with me or anything like that. It was uncomfortable. I was super wrapped up in my ego about what it looked like, how, how, how the responsibility of anything that they would say would be landed upon me. Yeah. I felt it. I felt very responsible. So I went through a very steep curve with that. And it was, not pretty. It was like, I had tears. I would stop. I would break out of channeling and start crying and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I would try to give it up time and time again. It was, um, for me, it just was that way. I, I, maybe it was resistance. Maybe it was, um, my ego, maybe it was the past life stuff, but I took a long time to get to the place where I could allow it. So it, it, I spent years not telling people that that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable. If are, yeah. Yeah. At that time it was today. It is everywhere. It yeah, is. But you're also everywhere. raising children and it wasn't just you. It was also your kids and you're doing this alone. So it's not like you have a like really comforting spouse there to back you up. Like I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 I mean, eventually I had a lot of that and eventually I had a lot of support and I went out into public starting I, I was doing it for about three to four years privately and kind of practicing and learning and growing and doing a lot of other things at the same time. And then finally pushed myself into the public world with it around the end of 2009 and definitely into 2010. And then so I went right into group channelings all around L.A. and people would show up and we'd be like anywhere from, you know, 15 to 50 people and we'd be. I'd be channeling and there'd be questions. It'd be very much like the kind of Esther Hicks experience thing that was happening. And I was learning how to have my feet with it. And um, yeah. And so then um, I think from those years, I would say um, I was gaining, I was doing, I was doing what we all went through in the last few years, which was I started doing Skype sessions for people all around the world and I just, I mean, literally, I was doing sessions for people in different countries on Skype in 2010 and 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and doing that and then seeing people in person and then at, for one-on-one sessions and then group sessions. And then I eventually started teaching workshops about my life experience with it so that other people could open their own intuition and their own gifts and also be mentored and schooled and the wisdom that Osira would bring bring was a teaching in and of itself. So, so tell it was, us about Osira. Yeah, they are these 12 wonderful light beings. They're a family of light. There's more than 12. So on any given day, the group will come forward and share um, based upon the person or the group that is before us. And so I've been interviewed on podcasts and things like that before many times over the years. And there's a very, um, you know, they can come in and know that they are he- they are being going to be heard for the long term, so they can share the kinds of 
things that we all really need or sometimes very pertinent things for the time. I recently sent out an email to my 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 list of people that have been following me for years. And they said, I said, um, Osira was teaching us from 2010 for the groups of people that would gather. And there's so many who still are connected with me. And they would they were teaching us from that time to like through to 2017, 18, very specific things for these years that we're actually in, these years that we're right now. They were guiding, they were mentoring, they were trying to support us and prep us for these times of our own accelerated soul's growth as collective human consciousness. And that's what we are. We're we're a whole humanity. And even though we seem to be separated and seem to have these separate bodies, we really are this one family, just as they are. And they're trying to remind us of how we can do that in the highest and best ways. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's really beautiful. Well, um, what an honor, actually. I'm sure it didn't feel like it at the time, but now what an honor to be able to share this. Yeah, it, um, it's yeah, it's it's its own, it's its own, <laughs> it's its own path. And and I am grateful for it. It's been uh a lot. It's changed me. Yeah. It's been beautiful. I'm sure your friend group is different and probably how you feel about the world and yourself is different. It's Definitely. as we kind of elevate, you know, it, yeah. 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 Because it, it, it changes it. Well, the path does. And if we're willing to keep growing, yeah, it definitely yeah. does. And I'm super grateful more than anything um, to be of service in this way in the world, because I always knew that that was a part of what I was to do. Like my own healing and my own spiritual journey was, a was a, a, an access way, a doorway for my ability to be a service to others that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we think of in the world, we think of, oh, if I go do this or I go do that, I'll be of service or I'll be following my path. And sometimes it's that wild and winding road. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Least sure. expect. Yeah. Oh, I never thought in my previous life, I mean, yeah. this life, but you know, that I yes, would be like yes. in Turkey doing a spirituality podcast um, and, and right. working with my own clients and, and this kind of way for healing and clearing. Never, never in a million years. Um, and I love it. And it's amazing. So I will just share quickly with the listeners yeah. that um, anytime I have somebody on the show, of course, I um, do my due diligence. Of course, we do my research and then I experience a session for myself to see if it's something I think would work well on the show. And so I did that with grace as well. Um, I had, uh, she channeled Osira for me specifically, and I had an amazing session or reading or however you experience, mm -hmm. and it was recorded and I thoroughly enjoyed it. At the time I, I got my message, I was able to ask questions at the end. I asked very personal questions about, um, a, a loving relationship that I was trying to navigate. I asked questions about my children, I asked questions just about the world and it was such a beautiful experience. And, um, I only got probably 10% out of it. I thought I got everything out of it. And then I went back and listened to it a few days later. And wow, I was walking. I, I went for a walk in the mountains and I'm bawling my eyes out because it just resonated so much as truth. It was like, I could just sigh of relief of like homecoming. It just, it just resonated it was exactly what I needed to hear, which is, you know, with these 
light beings, these incredibly, you know, brilliant light beings. So, um, you have graciously, uh, grace offered to do this for the listeners, something that it would be, you know, enough for everybody would get Mm -hmm. something out of it. Um, and I know it's up to Osira and how they feel and if they're going to come to the group, but would you be comfortable, um, channeling for us today and, and contacting Osira and see if they would come on and, and share some wisdom with us? Yes, I would. I would be honored. Um, and just to kind of for like, for what you said as well, there are plenty of people who may or may not have known what channeling is before this conversation. Um, plenty of people who may or may not know Esther Hicks and Abraham, like, so that, um, is a great example because she's one of the living right now, you know, she's here doing that work mm-hmm. on the planet for many years, so many, many, many books, so many great books. And, um, so it's very much like Esther in some ways in regards to that, basically just to share with the listeners so that you can imagine how it is. Like I'm, I just close my eyes. I'm not like Esther where she sort of just allows them to come, uh, Abraham to come and speak through her that she keeps her eyes open and she moves around upon the stage. I would sit, I'll sit, I do sit. Mm -hmm. And I close my eyes and I just deeply breathe. And this took a long time to do with myself to be able to move my full awareness and not have my own personal ego filter in the way. So eventually what I really understood was those years of development. They were many, many years of developing the ability for me to move off and, and to remove my own grace, you know, personality and, and, filters is what I, you know, my, my, I'm not in the middle of it. So a medium is very much, and I'm a medium too. I'm a very, I'm a very clear and good psychic and medium, but I'm also a clear divine channel. So the, the way that it's taken me all those years to be able to own that is to say that I know I move away. And I move off and they come in fully and it it is a beautiful relationship and it took tons and tons and tons of trust. So it's not just me taking on something and then pretending it's just not. And that's through, through a podcast where you don't get to see the person and you just have to be open to the idea. I wanted to explain how it is that I close my eyes, I breathe, and I'm so good at it now that it just naturally is a part of my way. And then they come in and they speak through me. I don't open my eyes and they say everything and anything that they're wanting and knowing to say today. And then, and the same goes for in a personal channeling. Right. And, and so then um, when I come back and they leave, I, um, I don't remember it. I, it's like the best fading, very fast dream. You're like, Oh my gosh, I have it. I know exactly what just happened. It's all right there. And then within 10 seconds, it's just going, 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 gone. And so I don't actually remember people's information or what was really said. But what I was ruminating on recently is that I definitely receive these blessings. I receive the information through my own consciousness, my body and my personality and my ego. It has changed me fundamentally. I've learned these things that they share with us in so many different ways, just by coming through. So, 
anyway, I will do that with you all now. And you may have, they may ask if there's questions, if you have any questions that could be good for the, um, the listeners. I'll open up my channel kind of too, and see what comes to me. I'm sure things will come to me that are things people want to know. Um, and then for those of you, cause obviously you guys are all listening. You're not watching this. There could be a little moment of quiet. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't left anywhere. It is mm-hmm. just depends how long it takes for them. Yep. The collective consciousness of Osira to, mm-hmm. to come. So, yep. All right, here we go. Thank you. Just so you know, I have to yawn for a minute. It changes the energy. Indeed, greetings to you, dear one. We are that one known as Osira, and we are, in fact, as always, overjoyed to be in this alignment with you all. We are indeed recognizing this opportunity. We are recognizing the way in which this energetic signature is moving between you and our beloved channel and this wider opportunity to have a conversation with many of our human friends. We are recognizing the way in which we can assist in, you could say, activating a kind of movement into the field of the unified field of consciousness that you are all a part of. You are a living, breathing, connected synastry of beingness and consciousness. You are love in action. We are recognizing the way in which this opportunity allows us to you could say, mm, mm, reveal more of ourselves. Well, what we would say about that is that we are this collective family of light known as Osira. We have been in alignment with our beloved channel for many, 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 many lifetimes. We are here with the intention for humanity as a loving guidance way, voice, a stream of thought, ways in which we can help to amplify the collective alignment for a higher consciousness through humanity in each individual or the many, 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 many ways it ripples out into the collective field. We see we, we touch one and it touches thousands actually because of the way in which you are actively all a part of the whole. We are this family in this way of light, though there are many of us in different dimensional fields and densities of consciousness. We would say to you that we have been in both what you would say, some of us human form and some of us not so in human form, but that we make an agreement to come forward to assist for you are many ways a reflection of what you would call your own future. And in some ways you would say we are your collective past. So we are in connection to you in multiple streams of existence. And for some people that would be challenging to understand, but we try to lay it out in, you could say nuggets of of expanding, unfolding ways of seeing and feeling and understanding in your human experience. We are here in guidance with you all for you are on the precipice of great change. And we have been saying that for many years, but it continues to evolve because you are an evolving collective. You are 
humanity's evolving evolution in consciousness itself. So when we participate with you, we are here to assist in all of the highest and best ways that we can lean in and support your growth individually and collectively. We are 12 in particular. We are giving you a little bit of a back story here to assist your new list, our new friends who might not know us. But we are 12 in particular that come this day. And you could see to say that we are standing with you and around in this moment, uh, vibrationally moving through the collective field of frequency for you are all basically multidimensional aspects of your own being made into form. You come into matter through vibrational light and frequency from the roots of love, you could say. And it is that you are that. You are love in form through light. You are love and light through form in action in a reality stream that offers you the greatest potential for your expansion. And we say that to you as a human collective, as a group of humanity, but we also say individually, because you do come to play the part of being an individual consciousness seemingly to you in this life. You come with the experience of what it is you know at a highest, higher level, and you opt for the opportunity to come in through the dense form of this experience of third dimensional reality, moving into space-time to expand the potential for you to remember through the forgetting veil of being human that you are this multidimensional level of light and consciousness here to expand. And you call that very often, and we refer to that oftentimes too, as your soul's journey, your soul growth, your soul expanded experience in being human. And you choose and you opt for that in this way, for a spiritual evolution. And this we often teach and guide with our human friends in the many, many ways we do to show you that you do this so that you can hold a new frequency in your physical life and embodiment in a new way to accelerate that growth. And when you do that, when you essentially individually level up to your own next level, your own best next, you amplify that possibility in the field for all beings. You amplify that for the earth. You amplify that for all the sentient life here upon this planet and life itself. You come in to be in the stream of the light life that you are living to expand. And as you do it, you meet yourself in all the many, many ways that you will look about the world and say, it's out there and it's affecting me like this. And this is what's happened. And this is how I feel, etc. And you live a life and you quest continually for your own survival at first, especially, and then your growth expansion when you start to realize what this life is really about. And we come here through our beloved channel in this way, as many, many supporting benevolent beings of light do. We come to support that expansion because we, you could say, have a vested interest in it because you are, in effect, our past and we are your future. For some, that is very difficult to understand. But we will say to you that in many ways, if you can 
and have touched your own places in life experience, meaning you have lived enough life at all to experience what you would call heartbreak, loss, grief, death even, you begin to break the illusion and you open to something much greater. And depending upon how you were raised in your life experience, you begin to walk a path to find your way essentially to higher truths. Well, at least we would say the majority of anyone who would might be listening to this even now would be on that path to some degree. And yes, there are beings who do incarnate into a life stream and do not, mm, in, mm, they choose, you could say, mm, mm, the, the road of life that does not quite look like an expanding life. But that we often guide our human friends to see is not a place for judgment. It is not to say that there are people, and we are going to use this as an, a way to, to reflect something. You, 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 it is not a good way to look at the world and say, oh, there are people out there who are doing these things. They are bad and they are wrong. They are not growing. They are not expanding. They are not on the path, etc. And your world is fraught with that kind of judgment. But the one who would be wise would say, I can notice that those who are doing that might have their own purpose and path in this lifetime. That the freedom that you gain from not having to judge, from realizing that inherently, that this system, this life experience is in itself, regardless of how it may appear and how it may look in so beyond so many ways of human judgment, it is its perfection. Life is happening as life is happening in its own perfected ways so that the expansion of life can continue to happen. No matter what your personal value judgments are about that individually, life will still be life happening upon life as it is. And that life, regardless of what one thinks when they are in a pained state, is really its perfection because they're is a need for all that is occurring. There is this duality, as you would say, in some respects. You have that awareness to the dark and the light. You have the awareness to the good and the bad. These aspects of this opportunity that life is to have that experience is inherently the gift. To be able to look at the what you would call the good and the bad, the dark and the light, to even look at those two ideas and stand in the center and hold a monopole frequency awareness to the neutrality of it all. If you can stand in neutralness, not in apathy, not in discounting life itself, but to say all things exist and there is perfection in all things, though I that I might be, may not be able to see that. I can entertain or even allow the ideas to sit with me long enough to see that I free myself from judgment. And if I do free myself from judgment, I release the shackles to my resistance of life itself as it is. And when I do that, I am freer to live it, to love it, to appreciate it, and to learn that which I am here to learn from it and with it. 
But when one resists it, fights against it, judges it so harshly, says it's just not right, nor is it fair, we do understand that from the human perspective, because you came in and you got to have it all. You got to come and have the extremes of your emotions, to feel the greatest pain of all that is devastating. And you have also gotten to be here to have the greatest highs and the greatest loves and the greatest appreciation and everything in between. And so what that offers you is a quite a range of your own learning, your own growth. For when you are, we often say, in preschool, you cannot ask the preschooler who is three or four or five years old to, to learn and know and do the calculus problem on a math paper. But when you travel the road of being human in time, there is the potential for that preschooler to learn and know and do the calculus. This is the way of it. You come in with the forgetting and along the way you are given the opportunity to close down your heart and close down your mind and be programmed by it all. Or you can see it for the freedom that it offers you, that you can grow and you have the sturdiness and you have the capacity and the courage, the beauty and the grace to be willing to open to a greater frequency of learning your highest being in a lifetime. When you choose that, then you can look into the world and see the world and those beings who have been and are where you have been when you were not able to be that. And you can free yourself from that kind of judgment. If all beings could be on that path, at least to some degree, you would make a very, very rapid move into a greater frequency of love and light on this planet. And we do not Mm, we are at least aware, you could say, of the kind of bypassing that people can do when they live only in one polarity of existence. If you are living only in the darker, lower frequencies of existence, you are going to have a reality that shows up for you at that magnetic frequency. You are going to, in a sense, be in that kind of alignment if you are living only in the highest, I'm not going to look at everything that is here, then you are going to be in that kind of alignment too. And we say, neither is better than the other. It's just that what stands in the middle is able to have a kind of love and appreciation and an acceptance that the two extremes living in one or the other does not offer you. But when you stand in the middle, Freedom lives, love, acceptance, allowing, and forgiveness lives. If and when more beings literally activate that within themselves through their own soul's growth and their own willingness to step through those big hurdles that life presents and yet to have an open and loving heart, to be changed by those experiences, to accept that the thing you run from the most is this idea of death and that's what you are always questing for, always on this plane and planet. You come in questing to know that you are loved and that you are love and you are worthy of it all. 
So here you all come on that quest, in some senses, denying it. And when you can allow that you are questing for it, no matter what that quest looks like, it could be, I want to have $10 billion in the bank. I want to have a family. I want to have a spouse. I want to get my doctorate. I want to have a thriving 20 businesses. I want to have a statue erected in my name. I want to, to leave my mark. I want to hold something that says I was worthy and here for it. We say you quest with all those things and all those desires to give you the feeling and the knowing in your heart and soul, your heart and beingness that you are worthy and that you are love and that you are loved. And none of those things, not that statue or that bank account or that spouse or those children or the things of the world actually give it to you. That is your quest. It is the inward job that you are doing to expand into a greater capacity to face that you are love, that you are loved, that you are loving, that you are here for that, and at the baseline underneath it all, that you are worthy of it. And everything else that shows up is a reflection for you to move through it. It is that most things will show up to show you you are not in that space and how to return to it, how to find that within you is the love you seek, that questing out there for the outcome situations to grant you the thing you already are. Well, that is what we are here for in reflection to the truth of you. We are here for that reflection for you to remember. And so that is our intent. We are here in that guidance. We are here in that wisdom teaching mentorship way, you could say. We are here for that for humanity. And we know you have it in you. You have just forgotten. Very often you allow the choices for the pain and the sorrow and the grief and the loss and the frustration and the anger and the seemingly unjust things of the world to pull you back from the ledge of truth. And when you stand on that ledge of truth and you remember fully and totally and fear leaves you, you leap. And you leap into the abyss of knowing that all is well. We know that is, for some, quite scary. We know that you must move through your own, sometimes you call them dark nights of the soul. You must move through those in order to awaken. So that is what we are here for, dear one. And we would say to you, it is our joy to open up this conversation a bit with questions that might be of support. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Osira. <laughs> it is indeed our pleasure. It is nice to speak with you again. It is very nice to speak with you again, dear one. So as I am listening, it is resonating. You're talking about us knowing that we're worthy and feeling it on the inside and, uh, and the love, loving and loved. And my question would be, I, I think a lot of us are feeling now in our human condition that maybe we are feeling good or we are feeling love. We are feeling joy, but we still crave connection 
human connection companionship when it comes to having an intimate partner relationship or a good friend relationship. We crave this. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you that we have it all inside of us, that we are this love, that we don't need it from others, but we still crave this beautiful connection of sharing with love. Is there anything we can do to help move it along or to manifest these beautiful, wonderful relationships? We wouldn't say, dear one, that you don't need the outside affirmation of validated love. We wouldn't say you don't need that because that was woven into your question a bit. And so we'll correct that if it seemed as if we were saying that. We we are not saying you don't need outside or experiences of partnership or friendship and love and family. We're not saying that. You, you do seek to experience the reflection of truth of your love with partnership, with relationship. But very often people don't even know they are what we would say, loving to, they are not loving to themselves. They are not knowing their own worth. So they are seeking to get something outside of them, someone outside of them to give it to them when they can't even touch in and reach into themselves. They, they're, and that is the way that it's almost set up, if you will. You are kind of, how should we say, the, the, the cultural intention very often is, it, depending upon the culture, though, will sometimes say, well, you get a wife, you get a husband, then you will feel loved because somewhere inside the person doesn't feel so loved or they're not feeling as if they're uh, uh, worthy because they don't have partnership or friendship. That is an inward job too. You keep working with yourself to find out what are those blocks? What is this pain? What is in the way of my own belief that I am worthy at the, at the first moment? Because we do speak to people all day, every day, usually talking about some aspect of this. It comes in different forms and fashions. But we would say to you that the desire for having partnership is not wrong. You come to be in partnership very often. There are plenty, though, we will say, too, of souls who incarnate to not have that desire. So we cannot say that every single human being on this planet should or wants to be in intimate partnership the way you might be thinking of it or describing it to us right now. Here is why. Because all beings on this plane and planet experience, you are here for your individual soul's journey for a part of this collective whole. That means every part and player has its place. Even those who would say, I don't have any desire to be with another human. This journey is a solo journey for me, and I am savoring it, loving it, learning my best lessons in this life in this particular way. So please don't put that upon me. You see what we're saying? I understand. I guess, I I mean, I've had a lot of friends and family and clients and people listening who feel this need of, so my question, I guess, more specifically then is what Mm -hmm. kind of things can we do? Are there things we can do to speed it along, to manifest it, to bring it into us, to make us more receptive or to help us along that path of, of, of of finding that relationship. Mm. Well, connecting, connecting, maybe mm -hmm. we would say 
In each individual case, it would depend. That would we would be our first caveat with a big smile. We would also <laughs> say, because everybody, as we said, we have to go back to each individual has a, their own soul's journey, their intention for coming into this life. So you each individually have a expanded soul expression desire. So you come to have a mission, if you will. We don't prefer that word, but we will say it. You have a mission for your soul to grow at its potential greatest. And here's what we want to say. You you are here embodying a life experience to potentially evolve yourself at the greatest possible level in this life body experience, in this body, to wake yourself up And if that life stream, that desire of that soul, the best way is for them to have a partner forever or a partner 10 times, or it it is individually that is the soul life. In a general sense, if we were to say, what could be the best things to help anyone, mm, It would be to be in the love with yourself, to learn to love yourself. Then what occurs is you can't help but be a radiating factor of that love and the right people and the right situations and the right places and the right frequencies will match what you are. So, but of course it comes with intention. If you sat in the room for 50 years and you didn't go out of the room, but you were emanating this wonderful self-love and that would be, you would be very difficult to meet your persons, right? But so we're saying to you, you choose the path to want to grow to evolve the one you are. Who is this one? Don't look for it. And we very often don't say things like do this, do that. But we would say it wouldn't be in your benefit to think that the person you are going to get out there is going to be the one who's going to fill you up with something you don't have already. So it is really what we're saying. Self-love is the way. Learning to fall in love with yourself. What are the characteristics within you that are so wonderful that you love so much? Being that, loving that, nurturing that, playing with that, giving that away, sharing that with others, being a reflection of that. And then you will find that the essentially the world moves for you in this energetic stream of light in love, it moves for you to meet the right people, to say the right things, but you must hold a frequency of that. You must believe that it is possible for those who would say, I worked on myself. I worked on myself. I worked on myself. I love myself. I love myself, but nothing good happens. Well, we would say yes, 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 because you know, they are out there with a big smile. (laughs) We say, and you would say, and we would say to those people, we would say, well, Where is your intention? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you are you dissatisfied? Are you 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 have to see how the frequencies of your energetic emoting life experience is affecting the field all around you? So that is very much why you, dear one, even uh, the word, the word, the word uh, 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 share with others that 
affirmations work well, that they are important, that they do for you this frequency. They change your mind. They change your energy signature. They change the field of life all around you. And that, in effect, affects the whole. So it moves the energy around you, and then you can attract that. But if one is sitting there saying, oh, I never get, I never get, but I've worked on myself, that energy is a frequency. And that is going to emote and attract that same frequency. So if there is not a belief that I am deserving of love, it does not matter how many times you say, I am deserving of love. If the words don't come in, if the frequency, the sound, the vibration, the belief, the trust, the willingness, the openness, the surrender to what those words represent, there is where it begins to change you. And that's when the frequency begins to be able to go outward and match something out there of that frequency. So it really does matter your motives. If you say, if one says, I am, I am working on myself and I am doing all the right things, but nothing good is happening. We would say back up and listen to the intent, the motivations underneath those words. I am doing these things to get something. And we would say, back up, back up, back up, and see how you could change that frequency and belief. I am doing these things because I love myself so much. I really want to be in love with myself and stop hating myself. I don't want to try to attract someone else to make me feel better. I want to feel good and know that I am worthy and loved. And I want that to be so authentic that it becomes me. And then as it becomes me, it is not me seeking to find something outside of myself. It will be because I am connected to it. But of course, we will also say your intention matters. So if your intention is there saying, I want this, that is helpful. If you rest in nowhere's land and say, I'm doing all the work, but nothing comes, that is very different. You cannot match the magnetics. Does that make sense? Yes. That was a lot of words we know. <laughs> yes. It was a lot. It was wonderful though. Thank you so much, Asira. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is an opportunity here that we see to say that it is a glorious, though we know many are going through many different things, but it is still yet a glorious time to be in this life experience for if you can appreciate the beauty, if you can appreciate the simplest things, the very simplest things, a smile, a nice gesture, a kindness, and give those things as well, you begin to change the external field around you and you begin to feel that much better. We know on some level, these are very basic tenets. These are very basic teachings, but we know that you are all in a collective big shift in consciousness. It seems as if the separation couldn't be steeper, but we would also say you are at the precipice in some ways of this revolutionary awakening within for so many millions and millions and millions of people. And that is collectively turning the tide. Some of you would say, I hope I see it in my lifetime. And we say, for many of you, you will see great, great change. We are not predictors because you always 
have free will, but we can say that energetically in the evolutionary consciousness track, you are right on time. And for those of you who do this work, those of you who do look inwardly, those of you who do work to forgive and to face your fears and trust that there really is no death and there is only expanded life beyond expanded life beyond expanded life because that's what life does. Life itself is expansion, ever seeking to expand itself. And that is what you are. And if you can pay attention to that in this lifetime experience, you will set yourself on that, we call it the golden track, the golden track to your greater expanded experience while being in a body. And essentially, that is what you all want to do. You want to know the greatest version of you and this life as it is through the heart and eyes of love. And when you meet that moment where you have decided you are lifting off your body, if you embrace that you have done everything and know you have done everything to expand into a greater aspect of love and acceptance, forgiveness of all that is, knowing that it is in itself perfect, that life in and of itself is its own perfection, the universe is perfected, that if you can see that, there is a greater acceptance that comes over you. And that is essentially when we say you win the game. And what we mean by that, and we make it light, is because we want you to understand this is not the end all be all. You are in one of the most incredible opportunities for a soul's expansion and soul growth. You are in the highest university, if you can imagine. This earth plane reality and we are also human and to accept that allows you a freedom and a grace that passes the human understanding and allows you to remember the perfection in all of it and when you get there when you feel that when you sense that when you see that even as you are holding a loved one as they are departing their body they are moving into a greater expanse when you get there, when you are there, you move into a greater understanding of all that is. That is where we stand. We stand in the greater understanding of knowing all that is. And we are here in support of you remembering that while being in a body. If and when you expand and experience even moments to remember that while being in a body, you are winning. This is not about the ego's grandif grandifying itself or the grandiose thoughts of I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. You become aware of the truth, of the wisdom that lies in your essence. And when you become aware of that, oh, the freedom you taste and the understanding of love that you feel and the lightness of being and the relishing comes in to be human. And that is what we are here to help you all be, know, and remember. It is our joy to be with you and all who would be hearing this in the many, 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 many ripple effects that this is creating. We are overjoyed for this opportunity and we look forward to more, dear one. We bid you the most loving and magical and happy adieu. All right. Well, that was amazing. Um, Osira has left and our host Grace is kind of moving around and yawning and bringing herself back. 
I hope you guys all really enjoyed that. I know I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. There was so much information there, so many different layers. Um, So I will definitely be going back and listening to that over again myself. And it looks like Grace is now rejoining us. Welcome back, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You look sleepy. (laughs) You look change. really relaxed, actually, really relaxed and sleepy. Yeah, it just um, changes me, my um, frequency for a second, you know, my energy and it does relax me. I sort of feel like I'm coming back from a, a deep, deep, like meditation, you know, when you go yeah. or like, yeah. And I, I feel most of the time, sometimes I feel extremely energized and, and really high almost, you know, but um, and then sometimes I can feel very depleted. It just depends. And so, you know, you have we're to also recording this, um, you know, we record live. I it's, you know, getting close to 10 o'clock at night for me. And we started at yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning for you. And you've shared that morning is, you know, it's, it's a lot for you to do this in the morning. So for those of you, you know, you can't see her like I can, cause we're doing this on zoom <laughs> is, uh, she's this beautiful little ball of energy, of course. And she came into this with, no makeup on her hair pulled up in a bun looking super cute eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, she channels Osira, her, um, her face is like totally, um, kind of serious and quiet and her eyes are closed kind of looking down. And then all of a sudden it's like her whole body kind of like her jumps up, her shoulders come back, her face is up. Her eyes are totally closed the whole time maybe kind of little cracks here and there, but she's just like really smiley and animated and her facial, um, uh, the way her face is moving and the way her body is moving is very different than how grace actually is. So, uh, grace is very kind of refined, calm energy. That's how I get from you. Just very calm, just kind of refined. Um, and when Osira comes in, it's like, moving and quick and twitches and smiles, these big smiles. And almost like there's like this delightful little secrets that you're the only one who knows, like totally <laughs> delighted. Um, right. So, you know, uh, it, it's very interesting to watch this as well, not just listen. Right. Um, <laughs> so I know we've went way over time. I've kept you for a long time here. Um, that it was really wonderful. And I know that you don't remember everything that happened. Um, mm-hmm. so I will just thank you for oh, sure. being, um, the host for, <laughs> for Osira and, uh, Osira was a little above level in the beginning. It was, you know, a lot of information, maybe not everybody was able to follow and mm-hmm. then came into, um, some really relatable, mm-hmm. uh, um, really Things. great information yeah. for us. And I was able to ask a question. I had a list of questions and there were anything from like how to navigate, like people are afraid right now of what's going on in the world, or people are talking about entering the fifth dimension or like all these different things. And none of those questions actually, when it came time seemed appropriate. I just asked one and it was basically so many of us are, because you and I talked prior to the show about so many people right now going through, um, going through breakups, going through ends of relationships with friends, with lovers, with businesses, with, there's a lot of change going on in the world right now. And even though we know that it comes from within this love and this feeling of connection, 
you know, that's where it really all comes from. Not feeling, needing anybody else for the validation or for the security because we have it inside of us and we are connected to everything mm-hmm. around us, but we're pack animals, right? And we desire yeah. connection. So yeah. I asked a, a question about that and Osira kind of corrected me and how, it, what I was <laughs> meaning to ask and then, and then went on and answered and it was really beautiful. And then gave us some really great stuff at the end about the collective um, oh, and about these really wonderful changes that we are going through right now as a collective, as um and it was, it was wonderful. It was beautiful. So, uh, Wonderful. yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being the vessel for Osira <laughs> to give us this information. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It's my honor and my pleasure, actually. It's really great to be here. And I really appreciate it because it, of course it's, it's, it's the mission to give it out and give it, share it and to be it. And, um, when you said that about my face and my, that was one of the things that for years was um, really uncomfortable for me. To, it's so to cute know. though. It's really cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And well, it's amazing how different you can look because. I know it, it's shocking. I mean, it's it really is, cute. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's really no, cute. No, I'm not. Yeah. But sometimes people have experienced, oh, I mean, I'm telling you, I have like thousands and thousands of people of sessions and, and group experiences and all kinds of things. And people have seen them move through me in ways people who are seers people who and lights around my head and you know just like there is a real phenomenon having happening and it's well you did actually get lighter you got Uh, lighter and the room got dark and then it got light again and i'm sure it shows on camera which is actually pretty cool and then you know there's always connection issues you're in california i'm in turkey whatever but there were a couple times when the energy got really intense and also there was some blips in the sound and I was oh, like, huh, isn't so this interesting? interesting? Yeah, it yes. really was. It really was. Yes, I have many stories to share sometime about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, well, okay. So anybody who um, wants to contact you directly, they want to do a private session with you. Um, how can they contact you? What's the best way to reach you for a private session? I would say that um, my website is the best place for that. And um, it's gracecavanaugh.com. <laughs> right. So I will put um, a link in the show notes below. So if you're listening, okay. you just hit show notes, scroll, and you'll see a link to Grace's website. You can contact her directly there. There's also, I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of videos so people could see me and hear me on the videos. And Osira, I do channelings. I do a lot of things on the YouTube. And then there's, um, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page too. And it's okay, just great. basically under Grace Kavanaugh. Yeah. So I will put all that in the show notes below for anybody who wants to contact you d- directly. Um, you. I love YouTube. I'll probably watch you on YouTube just because I mm. always get little nuggets, d- just like I do with Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Like you can exactly. literally like get so much information from learning from other people. Uh, you know, right. we have these questions that we think are unique and they feel like they are to us, but there's other people who have these same questions. Of course. And that's you know, how so we grow. Right. We so I would love to watch your, that. your videos Thanks. on YouTube as well. I want more. I'm intending on putting more together because I have so much uh, good uh, actual wisdom. They just have so many packed pieces of recordings that I've done over the years that are just like a snippet. And I just need to be putting it together more. So I I look forward to being able to put that out for people. Um, But that is true. We need each other's reflections. That's what this world is. We are in a, in this experience for the mirroring of love, for the mirroring yeah. of learning and wisdom and how to forgive, how to 
um, uh, let go, how to grow. These are the ways that we do it together. And, you know, it's, I, I do think that sometimes people can get stuck in this idea that if I'm learning about my own self-love, then that means I need no one or, um, or that that's the only job is to learn myself, right? Like it is, but once you do that, once you gain that, there's a part of you that needs to share that. That's also what we come for. It's so true. And I will also say, I know I said earlier in the podcast, but I'll say it again for anybody who joined late or just so you hear it again. Mm -hmm. I did a private session with grace, um, a private channeling session. And as much as today was very general and there was a lot of information that maybe was a little bit more difficult to follow in a private session, you ask specific questions to your, your situation and you get specific answers to your situation. And for me, um, you know, I was going through, um, a little bit of a challenge with a romantic relationship and I asked very specific questions and I got very specific answers and it was very helpful to me. A lot of it was energy based and it was mm -hmm. things that I already kind of knew or felt, but it was specific and it was very helpful to me. It was, it gave me a lot of peace and comfort. And also, um, you know, with my children, I had a couple issues. I had one in particular that was very intense for me with one of my children. And I just needed a little guidance and it really, really helped. It was spot on. It was right. spot on. And I took, um, the guidance that was given to me and I got a really wonderful outcome, um, mm. from taking this. And I might not have taken the action if I hadn't done this session. So I just want to like share that with the listeners out there. Um, and if anybody's interested, you can contact me directly and I may share the actual details with you. If you want to know if you're going through something similar. So I mm. encourage you to reach out to grace. Um, if you're looking for some specific guidance, because when it's one-on-one, -on -one, it is very, very specific. Yeah. It's very potent. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to, to point that part out. So, thank you. Mm, oh absolutely. my goodness, Grace. I love you so much. And I can I talk know, to I you, love you too. all day. Um, I'd love <laughs> to have you come back on again and talk about some of the other stuff, the past life regressions or the medium, stuff like that. I think you have yeah. a lot to offer. Um, you know, this thank podcast you. is in over a hundred countries. Now we have people all around the world, uh, Northern and Southern hemisphere listening. So I would Amazing. love to have you come back on and sharing some of your information. I would love that. And also we could actually do something wonderful like um, those questions and get right to those kinds of questions. And that's, you know, how you have the questions that we didn't yeah. get to. They right. can, you know, we can just do it like that too. Just, you know, talks a little bit and then go into real specific questions. It's always yeah. wonderful to hear that. Well, I think we'll throw it out now then to the audience too. You're listening to this and you have specific questions. Send them to me, Michelle at michelleschoenfeld.com. Or you can always on Instagram, either you lost me at Namaste or Michelle Schoenfeld official. Again, link link in the show notes. Send in the questions. And if we do another show, we might have the opportunity where we can actually ask those questions and then right. you can hear the answer online. Um, right. So before we go, I love to end the show with a mantra. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I asked Grace and you said you have so many, but we did pick one for today. Yeah. Super simple. So yeah, it is super simple. And it's one that... um it's a combination sort of a guidance from Osira um, and myself. It was just something I used for years when I was not feeling these ways. Right. And so it, years of implementing it till I eventually started to feel it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, sometimes you do. And so, but then eventually you have to embody it. And it did over time become an embodiment for me. And so it's, I'm loved and supported. Ev I'm loved and 
wait, what is it? <laughs> I'm loved. <laughs> well, what loved, you told me earlier was I'm loved, supported, and totally taken totally care, of. care of. Every, all day, every day, in every way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a mouthful, but it's so important. So it's like, I am loved, supported, and totally taken care of every day in every way. Yes, that's it. I love that. I I'll write it down. Yes. I am loved and supported and totally taken care of. I mean, how basic can it get that? I am loved and supported and totally taken care of. Yeah. If you're just feeling into every that. Every day in every way. Yeah. I love I, it. I, I would repeat that to myself in the background of my own mind all day, all the time. And it really is like, um, it's like a foundation. It's like a foundation to stand on. Absolutely. Well, I recommend that will be in the show notes as well. Write it down in a sticky note, put it on your bathroom mirror, your rear view mirror, <laughs> anywhere right. where you see it and say it to yourself several times a day throughout the next week and just watch how it just makes you feel like, ah, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. loved and supported. Like it's so good, right? It's so true. Uh -huh. I'm totally taken care of. Totally taken care of. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you so much, Grace, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Michelle, for inviting me on and being so wonderful and doing the work you do. You're a bright, bright light. And I'm so happy we know each other. <laughs> happy to know you as well. Thank you. So until next time, everyone, I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Thank you for listening to You Lost Me at Namaste. Know that you're worthy, you're enough, and you were born for a reason. The universe needs your gifts. It really does. So keep sharing them. Until next week, namaste. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.